This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I am journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane. And I'm author and editor, Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. This week's episode is called Missing Your Ex. We'll be answering your listener questions, including a listener who misses being silly with her ex and another who wonders why exes come out of the woodwork when you're newly single. Then we're talking about what's in the news. The Bachelor is looking to cast senior citizens and scientists want to send sperm to the moon. But first, what's been going on in your week, Angela? <laughs> well, not nearly as exciting as those scientists on the moon. But, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, I have to say that I've noticed that this past year has made me extremely soft, soft emotionally, soft in my brain. I don't know what, but everything is making me cry. Um, so like I went for a walk the other day and it was the first really nice weather day in New York and I saw children playing on the sidewalk and I started crying and I was like, this is, this is not who I am. <laughs> I am a jaded old woman with a, a stone heart, but the sight of little children playing made me cry. And then the other day, my friend sent me like a video of people like dancing at a wedding. Obviously, it was an old um, video because weddings don't happen now. And like it was funny. Like it was sent because it was stupid and I was laughing. And then by the end of the video, I was crying and I was Again? like, what's wrong with me? Oh, my God. So I think the like, water works. just I am uh, I'm moved by seeing people happy now because it's been so long. Like the humanity is just moving me. I – I didn't have quite as emotional of a moment, but I went to the park with my son and it was like everybody was masked, of course, but there were musicians playing music and everybody was like picnicking out. It was like the one really like, you know, beautiful 60 degree day. Now it was like 26 today, but um, yeah. and and I was like, oh my God. I was like, I was like, I see the light. Like I, I did have that that feeling that I sense you're describing. I know. And I think like that's going to be me over the course of the next year. Like every time something nice happens, I'm just going to be an emotional mess. But like I've been an emotional mess for the last year in a bad way. So I'm looking forward to being like an emotional mess in a good way and like a happy tears way. A soft Angela. We will all be excited to experience. Merging a softer, kinder, gentler, more emotional me. Um, that's my week. How How is it going for you? My week's good. I actually wanted to get your opinion on something and I thought I was going to text you. I'm like, no, I'll just talk about it on the podcast. Um, So I had like agent. So I have like, you know, this new book agent that because our book agent had left the biz. And so after our book came out, we were agentless. And so I got these like new, really great agents. But I had like a kind of like logistical, like agent question. And so I was like, who do I even ask for this? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to message. I'm going to DM this author that I've been like kind of friendly with on Instagram whose books I've read. And she wrote like a whole book on like the publishing industry. And she wrote two novels. And I really love them both. And I posted about them and attended one of her readings. And I was like, oh, we kind of like are like friendly now. And this is how one networks in the industry with other authors. So I'm going to ask her if like she has like an opinion on this. 
And so I like DM'd her about it and was like, hey, just like curious to get your opinion on this. What she wrote back is she wrote like, you know, like a one sentence answer, but said like, you know, I really charge typically for like 90 minute sessions. So if you want to do that, like you can like check out the prices on my website. And I was so taken back. I was like, what the fuck? And I, and my, my first, and maybe it's because you and I give free advice all the time on the podcast and I don't, yeah. I would never like charge somebody for it. So my first instinct was kind of bafflement at like, whoa, I thought we were like friends here. And we were networking. I would never tell somebody that I was like kind of friendly with that's in the industry that is at the same agency as me that like I have to pay them for advice. Like what? But then I thought, okay, she did write one of her books on like the publishing industry. Like, I guess she's an expert. Experts want to be paid. Maybe this feels like the one time a stranger reached out to me and was like, can you read my book proposal and give me advice? And I was kind of like, I like, I was kind of like, no, I don't have time to do that right now. But I also, but what I didn't write back was like, yes, if you pay me, like, I just wouldn't do that, you know? Um, well, what I would guess or what I would have to assume is because of the book she wrote, she must get a ton of requests maybe, from people. And that's sure. probably why she started doing that. Yeah. So I felt really conflicted. I was like, on one hand, yeah, it's hard to make money as an author if that's your full-time gig. And so for her, maybe on the side, she just like hustles doing like paid speaking gigs and like paid coach. And I know she does do like paid coaching gigs and like will read people's manuscripts and like give advice. But I wasn't like asking her to read my manuscript for free and like to like a pretty much stranger, which I think is like presumptuous and rude, but she, but I, I was like a little taken back. But then on the other hand, I was like, okay, like I can appreciate the hustle. And like, maybe this is like you said, her specialty because of one of the books she wrote. Um, but so I was just excited to get your opinion on like, like, was I out of line to just assume she'd give me like real quick DM advice from someone I thought I was like, professionally networking with and was like a friendlyish person with me or am I being like yeah am I the dick here no I don't think you're a dick I don't think you were out of line but I can definitely and I don't even think that she necessarily is a dick either but I it's like such a that would catch me off guard so badly because it's it's like kind of awkward enough or like you're being vulnerable even asking for advice and That's reaching out I to felt. somebody you're not close with and then for that to be the response it's like almost worst case scenario it's like almost embarrassing yes it's like oh like I didn't realize I was inconveniencing you to the point where I had to pay you for your time um so that yeah it just feels weird to be the person on the end uh, like on your end of that conversation. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for understanding. Yeah, that's definitely how I felt. Like I would never write back to someone and like tell them to pay me for advice. I would either just say like I have time or I don't, you know? But I guess right. I guess if like this is like her side hustle is like doing coaching for the industry, then I get it. But I was just taken back. Especially someone that's like represented by the same agency as me. Like, aren't we on the same level-ish ish? Right. Well, yeah, when you're when you consider yourself to be like peers with somebody and you're just kind of like almost shooting the shit. And then for them to be like, oh, uh, you need to pay me for this time. It's just unexpected. It was very unexpected. And I thought I felt a little like it was a little rude, but but then I was like, maybe I'm just presumptuous, but Maybe I'm just so generous with my free advice. <laughs> but, right. But meanwhile, I'm sure this girl could be like giving an uh, interview somewhere where it's like, I value my time, girl boss. A hundred percent. And uh, we'd read it and be like, hell yeah. A hundred percent. Like people just expect you to like 
gave out your advice for free. Like, would a man do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway. meanwhile, we're like, uh, yeah, I do want your advice for I free. I do want your advice. I thought we were fucking peers. Okay. Anyways, on that note, it is time to jump in our mailbox and give some of our free advice. Free. <laughs> I'm not paying for a 90-minute fucking session. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. That's how we make our money is sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Personally, I love the online part of it because for me, I cannot imagine ever going back into an office to see a therapist and sitting in a waiting room and like having to leave my home. It's just so convenient doing online therapy. Like I end work and I don't have to run out the door and get somewhere. Like I actually have time to myself. I'm saving so much time because I, I can do my therapy from anywhere. Um, it's great. And you know what? You're going to therapy because you already have enough anxiety. You don't need to have anxiety about making it to your appointment. So it's great. With BetterHelp, you send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and uh, the service is available to clients worldwide. So no matter where you are, you can take advantage of BetterHelp. We want you guys to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash this is why. You can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash this is why. What's in the mailbox? That actually is a good opportunity, though, to say that if you do enjoy the podcast and getting free advice, hit up our sponsors <laughs> because that is how we get paid to do this show. Truly. Um. So first up, we have a question from our listener, Zoe. And Zoe has written in before. She says, I've written to you twice and enjoyed your insights on my issues. Uh, her, if you remember her questions, one was the subject line, homophobic and hot. Uh, and the other was my partner didn't say I love you back. I have yet another issue. She says, I'm 26 and I recently went through a sudden breakup three days ago. Yes, it was the woman from my partner didn't say I love you back who broke my heart. She said she's more introverted and less emotional than me. And though we joked around a ton, she really struggled with me often wanting to talk about deep things and process things out loud and talk about my feelings foreshadowed by the I love you event. Um, after the shock and immense sadness, I'm really grieving the loss of having someone to be silly and playful around, especially during the pandemic. How can I meet my need for goofing off slash cracking ridiculous jokes slash being hyper, et cetera, as a single person now? I have lots of friends, but I usually talk to them <clears throat> excuse me, in a more laid back and straightforward tone, and I don't usually act really silly, playful, and hyper around them, not to mention that we only hang out virtually or outside due to the pandemic. Oh, this is hard because, yeah, when you do find someone that has that strikes that kind of like goofy tone, which I know you have with Ian, you guys have like that same kind of deadpan like goofy, meme text humor. Yeah. And I think like every couple, once you're together long enough, kind of develops. I call it a twin language, like how they say like twins can communicate in their own language. Like couples kind of have that too. Like you, it's just a series of like inside jokes and voices and whatever, whatever you do when you're alone with each other for a long period of time. So it's hard when you lose that. For sure. I don't have that. Like, Nick is not, like, as goofy as I am. Like, I'm pretty goofy. So, like, thank God I have, like, a child now <laughs> to just be, like, stupid <laughs> with. Um, but I can, like, like, yeah, this is hard. I mean, luckily, 
like Angela and I said, like we see the light, things are coming. Hopefully I, I think you can hang out outdoors with some of your friends and like goof off with them. Um, it's really a bummer that, yeah, you couldn't find somebody that you could both goof off with and have those kind of like deep conversations with. It sounded like your ex just wanted to be the like goofy surfacey side and to feel fulfilled, you need both. So how can you, I mean, I don't know, like watch some stand-up shows and like talk about them with some <laughs> friends. It's really hard because like places I would tell you to go for like that type of funny comedy connection are probably like still shut down. But I don't know. What would you think, Angela? What do you, what did you do when you didn't have Ian? <laughs> well, I do. I mean, like, luckily I do have friends that I feel like speak to that silly side of myself. But I also think like the kind of relationship you're describing, you can't necessarily replace with friendships. Like I think what you're missing is like that intimate thing that kind of just happens in a couple. Um, so I think like it's also just – and we'll talk about this more as we get into the reason of the week this week, which is inspired by this question, missing your ex. is like you're just kind of like – she broke up with you three days ago. So like you're just getting used to not having that in your life right now. It's like – it's almost like a drug. I always make that comparison. It's like when you're in a relationship and then you break up with them, it's like you have to wean yourself off the drug. Like you're not going to wake up the next day and be okay without them and and without having that that thing that you were used to. But you can't wean. You need to go cold turkey and it's hard. Exactly, which is very hard. So like acknowledge that like your brain is getting readjusted to like being single and your body's getting readjusted to that. So like you're looking for someone to fill that void right now, but you're not going to find that in the immediate aftermath. So you're just going to have to like deal with like that feeling of like missing that person. And you will find somebody. You'll find another goofy person and you'll have your own kind of goofy language and it'll be yeah. It just takes time, but you got to feel your feelings right now. Yeah. You're going to feel sad. It's going to be sad. And try out some of your goofiness with your friends. Maybe you'll be surprised. At, like maybe they'll vibe with it. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Um, okay. Next is from an anonymous listener and he writes, can we talk about the crazy phenomenon of how when you go through a breakup, somehow all of your exes get the memo and come through the woodwork and reach out. I know this happens to so many of my friends and it's the craziest thing. Like somehow the energy gets put out that you're single again and X's message. It can be so frustrating and hard to grapple with because then when X reach out, you get that blinders on kind of nostalgia of all the good and start to miss them and then forget all the reasons you broke up in the first place, which are very real issues your mind likes to cloud in that moment. It's always tough to miss your exes, but I think our mind naturally tries to remind you of the good and cloud the bad of the past to make it all hurt less. But I think this natural form of self-preservation in this instance backfires. Anyway, just thought this might be interesting and curious if you and Laura have ever experienced this as well. I haven't completely experienced it because I was always dating people for such a short amount of time until I met Nick and then I've just been with him for so long. Um, but I, but I can relate, I guess, maybe to being on the other side of being like, oh, is that person single again? And I think it's because <laughs> there's just like a, com I mean, not when I'm with Nick. This is like prior when I was single right. and and someone that I liked became single again. Uh, to be clear, I'm happily married. Um, right. And I think it's because you, number one, like you know what you're getting. So there's 
there, there's like a comfort there and just like an ease, even if it's not perfect, you're just like, all right, fuck it. I know what I'm getting. Or you think you know what you're getting. And I think you're right. You do kind of remember some of the good and less of the bad in certain occasions. You know, there's also some people that you just hate and you're like, you only think the worst of them and remember nothing of, of the good. Um, but I don't know. I think most of the time, like you break up for a reason and like, it's probably not going to work out the second time around. And I think we've read studies in the past that have shown that like that each iteration of the relationship is like worse and worse and worse. But there are like some occasions where like maybe you weren't at the right place in your life at that time and you kind of needed to grow and evolve and like learn new skills in other relationships and like come back together and give it a try and you will be, you know, more comfortable with that person. So if it wasn't a toxic reason of why you broke up and it was, you know, you moved or you just grew apart or you went to college or whatever, um, you know, and your ex reeks out, reaches out because you're single, like, I don't know, maybe you want to give it a shot. Um, I don't know anybody that it's had a lot of success. I'm just saying it's possible. Um, but yeah, I think the exes reach out because they like, they know what they're getting and like, and they know what they're getting in a, in a good way. Like they just, it's like, it's easy. It's easy to reach out to you and not, creep, not like, they're not like creeping you out by like hitting on some random person that they don't know is going to be interested in them. Like they're not really worried about getting rejected because like you've already broken up. You can't hurt their feelings. Yeah. Obviously I'm, like you said, I'm sure there are scenarios where somebody was just like madly in love with this person and suddenly they're single again and they shoot their shot. But more often than not, I think it's that people are like maybe stuck in a rut. So they're like, oh, let me start recycling. Let me, let me look back and see like who I already have a connection with and I don't have to work that hard to reach it back out. Um, I, when I first started dating Ian, like we weren't official, we had gone on a couple dates I was still on Tinder. I remember um, someone that I really liked from college matched with me on Tinder. And I was like, fuck, of course this is happening now. Yeah. After I met this other person that I really like. And uh, he, we like matched on Tinder and he messaged me and he was like, uh, how are you doing? And I was like, like panicking, like, what am I going to do? Uh, and then uh, he was like, I was like, good. How are you? And he's like, I'm good. I just found out someone that I used to date has a flame for me, a Tinder flame. And I was like, gross. You know what? I hate this person. <laughs> and I was like immediately – and then he like asked me to hang out. And I was like, I think we're better off as friends. And good that turned out to be the best decision of my life because if I had pursued that, that person sucks. Uh, yeah. And I never would have like, you know, met Ian and had the my wonderful partnership with him. And the other cool thing about like getting older is like that person is somebody who I was so into in college. Like I would have done anything to date them. And now I look at them and I genuinely am so disgusted. And it's not that like that faux disgust that you have when when like things don't work out with somebody and you're like, oh, I don't like them, but like I actually love them. Uh, it's like I'm genuinely like, oh, you would have been the worst person for me to wind up with. And that's I'm so how, happy I didn't. That's how I feel about the guy I lost my virginity to who uh, was like – prom king and like modeled in like high school and now he's truly like a disgusting human and I'm like wow I cried so many hours and wrote so many bad 
poems about you for like breaking my heart and being such a dick and now you are disgusting and it's I such a good feeling it's yeah it's a, a good thing because like if you're listening to this episode maybe you were drawn to the title missing your ex maybe you're missing your ex so take it from people in their 30s almost every person that I cried my eyes out about 10 years ago I would not even want to talk to now yeah. there's a couple so. there's a couple people that I had crushes on that I'm like oh I still think you're a nice person but there's a few but more but the, yeah more but the than early not, though, like, ones no I'm I'm happy with how everything turned out maybe not how it went down but with the result I'm happy if any of you listeners want your questions answered email us at contact at this is why the podcast.com or slide into our dms on instagram at this is why the pod you can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhythepodcast.com. Next, we're going to talk about what's in the news. But first, let's thank our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, Care Of. Care Of makes it easy to declutter your cabinet and replace a mess of bottles with a dispenser of convenient daily vitamin packs. Obviously, spring is here. Spring cleaning. This is one way to get organized in your cabinets. Uh, I can confirm that Care Of's packets are really adorable and they keep them organized in a little box that they send you so uh, it's pleasant to look at even if it is like out on your counter or something and more importantly uh, it is good for you to take vitamins and care of makes that really easy I am a big baby about these things as we know so I am very grateful to care of for, for making my life easier and getting some like in my case getting some vitamin D in my life because I am very pale lady I don't get enough sunlight so I take my my vitamin D so all of care of's products are formulated with good for you clean ingredients that are backed by science your recommenda- recommendations come in daily, individually wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into or starting a routine. And if you don't know what kind of vitamins you want to take, that's totally fine. They have their online quiz. Their in-depth online quiz asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. Care of's holistic online quiz is like getting a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist without leaving your house. You uh, get your personally tailored pack of vitamins and you're good to go. So we have an offer for you for 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code thisiswhy50. Again, that's uh, 50% off your first care of order. That's a lot. Go to takecareof.com and enter code thisiswhy50. All right. What have you been reading this week? Um, so apparently the Bachelor team is seeking senior citizens for a new ABC dating show. Now, this I would actually watch. I, I gave up. On, I watched like a couple seasons of The Bachelor. They did hook me for a while, but then I was just disgusted. I can't deal with, with it. But senior citizens I would watch. So apparently the next eligible Bachelor will be a Silver Fox. ABC aired a casting announcement. Um, they said – Hashtag Bachelor Nation, give us your grumpiest old men, give us your goldenest girls. <laughs> and uh, they're looking for people over 65. So if you know somebody who's single and over 65, you should definitely enter them. This is a cute idea. I would love to see old people date. I think this is wonderful. I'm so excited for the show. I'm shocked there hasn't been like, I mean, I guess you have to make sure they're like, you know, they're cognitively there, cognitively there in the brain. <laughs> That's probably why there hasn't been like a reality show in in like a home um, right. Well, but, but you know what? Hey, you I'm can excited be, about this. 
president of the United States at a much older age than that. So you could be on a dating show. Um, I, yeah, I think it'll be great. People that like know what they want. They've been around the block a couple of times. People, I like it. People have cried over exes and then gotten over them a decade later. Yeah, I would love um, to. I would love to see some cute Grammys and Grams grandpas and what they talk about. So cute. Yeah. Um, so I'll be watching. What I've been reading is like kind of similar. It's about mortality in a in a way. So this <laughs> yes. is uh, <laughs> Vice.com wrote, scientists want to send a massive load of jizz to the moon. This is an article by <laughs> Samantha Cole. So uh, at the annual Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers Aerospace Conference, very long name, uh, a team from the University of Arizona presented a report called, quote, lunar pits and lava tubes for a modern arc. So the bottom line of their proposal is that they want to build a sperm bank under some dusty part of the lunar surface for safekeeping and they're calling it an insurance policy for the future of humanity and all of earth species and it would be a repository of reproductive cells including sperm and eggs and it would store 6.7 million earth species including humans so not just humans i guess this is in case like i don't know we get like hit with like an asteroid or something and then like hopefully the jizz gets blasted off into space so they, so we're, if there's another pandemic, we're set. Yeah. They they said these pits could serve as useful little shelters for visiting astronauts. Um, uh, they can protect against dramatic temperature changes, asteroids, radiation. They would be cryogenically frozen until needed. Like basically if Earth's entire living population was decimated by a disaster, then, you know, some kind of tech advance could then reintroduce these species, save them for another day. I don't think they have like an exact plan, but... Um, good to think ahead and watch. You good know, to think ahead. Good Although, you know what? Maybe we should just listen to nature and let humanity be wiped out if we get to that point. Like, do we need to repopulate on the moon? I don't know. Maybe we had we had our shot. Do we miss the dinosaurs? Not really. Um, on that note, it's time <laughs> they for had our, their shot. They had their shot. <laughs> they had their shot. It's time for our topic of the week. This week's topic is missing your ex, which we've talked a little bit about with our listener questions. And like we said, when you're fresh out of a breakup, it can be a confusing time. You may hate your ex, but miss him at the same time. And that's totally normal. And it will not last forever. Yeah. We use the drug analogy. I'm sure there's like, so we've talked about this before, but like, you know, maybe there's like a week or two like transition when you break up where it's just weird if you're just like, you've been with someone for like a year six months, year, two years, and then you just stop talking. So maybe for the first couple of weeks, you're kind of like tapering off. But we do encourage you to like not be checking social media, to like not be contacting this person and to really just move on. I know there's like a little bit of transition, but then it's just best to kind of like go on with your lives. I think maybe if you've been with someone for a long time for that very first year, you can always, if it didn't end super awfully, you know, super bad, you could text them happy birthday and like, you know, hope you're having a great Christmas, but don't open up a conversation. Just like, you know, just hoping you're having a good birthday just because that's like a nice thing to do, I guess. Honestly, I wouldn't even do that really? unless we're on really good terms because it can just reopen a wound, you know, uh, and there's like just so many emotions associated with hearing from that person. To me, I think like if you're looking to get over somebody it's going to be a slow, long process and you just have to like try and have as many new experiences you can and like meet new people and and like get your life in a really good place where like when that person, if that person came back, you might not even want them back in your life because you might be like, ugh, I don't want to like retread that and like 
like eventually people can like start to associate like you'll associate them with bad times in your life, you know, like Maybe, the drama yeah. of breaking up. So I don't know. I think that's a real test of if you're meant to get back together with somebody, if you give yourself a big birth Break. of time and then they come back if you even want them back in your life. So Elite Daily wrote a piece called Do You Miss Your Ex or Your Relationship? And I thought this was an interesting distinction. So the psychologist Joshua Klapow, Dr. Joshua Klapow, says initially after breakup, it's next to impossible to separate basically missing the ex from missing the relationship. And you have to roughly give it like three to eight weeks before you begin to differentiate between the two feelings. So you might just like miss what it's like to have somebody around, like have a person and it's not necessarily that person. And being able to tell between the two is not something you can necessarily do. So like, what do you miss? Do you miss, you know, having somebody to share things with and share a little stupid shit with, like you got a good deal at the grocery store or is it, the actual, you know, do you miss basically like t- I would think like human touch, you know? And uh, yeah, it's like relationship muscle memory for sure. Like I, re- I remember going through like breakups in the past, and my habit would just be like get out of work and take out my phone to go call them or text them, and then be like, oh, like holding my phone and being like, I don't have anybody to call or text. But then you just text other you people. You have like that, that yeah, you have that physical nudge of like, oh, I should be doing this thing. But then you find other things to do with your time. Um. They also talked to an elite daily in the piece, a relationship coach named Trina Leckie, who says, if you mostly daydream about things like having someone to text all day, marathoning your favorite shows together, sharing late night meals, then you're mostly actually longing for just the experience of being in a relationship and not the person. So that's interesting. If it's, are you daydreaming about like the specific quirks of that person or is it just about having somebody? So once you can distinguish, maybe that'll actually help you get over missing your ex because you'll just realize, oh, I miss a relationship. And that is a goal yeah. that I can strive for. And I think in the immediate aftermath, it's hard to differentiate which it is that you miss. So just give yourself time. Absolutely. Um, we hope that's helpful. That is it for this week's This Is Why podcast. Check out our book, This Is Why You're Single, and my uh, my new book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. They'll both make you laugh. And they're available where books are sold. We encourage you to shop at your local indie bookstore. And you could get yourself a little treat. Get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswhythepod. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. That was a HeadGum Podcast.